This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It is the Fed's job to bring inflation down to our 2% goal, and we will do so. We have tightened policy significantly over the past year. Although inflation has moved down from its peak, a welcome development, it remains too high. We are prepared to raise rates further, if appropriate, and intend to hold policy at a restrictive level until we are confident that inflation is moving sustainably down toward our objective. We are attentive to signs that the economy may not be cooling as expected. So far this year, GDP growth has come in above expectations and above its longer run trend. And recent readings on consumer spending have been especially robust. In addition, after decelerating sharply over the past 18 months, the housing sector is showing signs of picking back up. Additional evidence of persistently above trend growth could put further progress on inflation at risk and could warrant further tightening of monetary policy. Based on this assessment, we will proceed carefully as we decide whether to tighten further or instead to hold the policy rate constant and await further data. Okay, uh, Friday, 25 August, the year of our Lord, 2023. Of course, we started today, this morning, uh, live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, with the uh, Chairman Powell's Federal Reserve uh, talk or his um, his speech or his I guess his comments on the central bank meeting they've had this audience the reason we do this no show has ever that's not a show for traders or a show for investment bankers or finance types that go to you know the 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 Bloomberg's of the world or or go to the um, CNBC's of the world the Fox business although I would say that Fox business and CNBC are really not serious shows about capital markets and finance anymore. Um, Bloomberg is quite, and because that has built up this global platform for traders. But no show has tried to take average citizens, particularly working class and, and, and middle class, and, and, and make sure that they understand of this intersection of these shiny toys they see all the time in these other shows. So much of it's just in the foreground and not particularly important. And that's why things don't change, or if they change, they change for the worse. Because you've got to ask yourself, of the Republican Party being in power for so long and, 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 and winning so many elections and you knocking on so many doors and giving so much money and ringing so many doorbells and working so many phone banks, how did we get into this mess? And one of the reasons is that there's no interest and no incentive for the system as it currently works to make sure the citizens understand even the basics of the underpinnings of what is public finance, what is the basics of international finance, what is the international economic system. We throw these words like capitalism and socialism, all this, and how that inextricably ties back to capital markets and how those capital markets 
have a framing mechanism that actually controls much of your life, much of your temporal life controlled by that. And the theory of the case we have here, until you understand that and understand this intersection, although it's obviously a spiritual war going on at the highest levels, that intersection of money and power, that once you understand that, you become a key. Once you understand that and are able to use your agency to drive those decisions that you've come to the conclusion to as a, uh, a rational human being, then policies will change. This is the central reason there's a mugshot of Donald J. Trump that's now become the biggest meme, I guess, in the history of the Internet. Why? Because he's the leader of a populist nationalist revolt in the most advanced post-industrial economy in the world, the United States of America. And the system and the oligarchs that run that system and the uniparty factotums that kind of guarantee that system have no interest in you having a say-so. What they want you to do is just be a cog in the machine. And they want you to be a cog in the machine to put your head down, do what you're told, work your job, pay your taxes, right? Pay your taxes, put money into, you know, your pension funds so they can use your pension funds, right, to, to, to go make investments in, in foreign countries and the technologies that are maybe uh, to your detriment. Oh, by the way, and send your sons and daughters to foreign battlefields to die to prop up this system. That's what they want. And Trump had the, uh, the courage to look it in the face and say, no, I'm going to challenge that. And then when they stole the second election for him, from him, going back to Mar-a-Lago, instead of saying, no, I've had it. They've tried to destroy me. Good luck. I hope it all works out for you. Like Cincinnatus coming back from the plow to save the Roman Republic, he returned again. And that's why he's going. They got him going to prison for 700 years. This is the gist of it. So I've reached out, and today we had Brett, and we had uh, Navarro. I have more, but I, I, I want to get people that can really help us think this through. And Richard Stern, there's nobody better, the director of the Budget Policy Center over at Heritage, who we've had on the show before, and I can tell Brother Stern he's been dead right on everything that he's told us. Now, here's the important part. I want to ask Brother, right, uh, uh, um, Brother Stern here, to discuss what happened in Jackson Hole today with this firestorm. And it is going to be a firestorm when we return, because I've already talked to enough members that they understand because this audience has lit these people up in these town halls from the cinema cafes. We don't want to hear any more happy talk. We're tired of hearing this. We don't want to hear any more excuses. The federal government's out of control. It's weaponized. But the main reason it's out of control is that you guys are basically allowing these people to do this insane, insane spending. Bloomberg today on the, on the terminal, which, which Bloomberg makes so much money, on the terminal itself, it had a piece that the deficits are so big, the spending so out of control, and they have now become a permanent part in perpetuity of $2 trillion that even the Bloomberg guys are sitting there going, even mathematically, how do you think this thing through in the next couple of years? Richard Stern, can you connect... Today, what Powell said to what you've been saying is going to happen to this economy, to what's going to happen and what must happen when Congress returns, sir? Oh, absolutely. First, it's always a pleasure being on. And, you know, it's people like you championing these causes, really speaking truth to power that gives me optimism we can save the republic. People like Powell, that's where my pessimism comes from. So 
let me let me translate what he said today, right? So he was talking about how the the growth of the economy is above the long term, blah blah blah. Really, what he was trying to say is that the private sector is doing so well, despite the Biden economy, despite the Biden regime's attempts to stop the economy dead in its track, we're doing so well that we are crowding out the ability of the government to steal money from us through capital markets. And so they're going to tighten monetary policy to shut down, to starve the private economy, to throw people out of their jobs, to decline incomes, to take products off of store shelves so the government can keep funneling that $2 trillion you were just talking about each year out of capital markets to go to fund the bureaucracies and the woke and weaponized part of the bureaucracy. That's what he was talking about. What Congress needs to do is not let that happen. Congress needs to stop the government. Keep in mind, every dollar the government spends is a dollar stolen from hardworking Americans. It is representative of the fruits of our labors being stolen right out of our hands and siphoned to those woke bureaucrats. So that's what Congress needs to do. They need to stop the spending, cut spending, right-size the federal government. That is the only way to strangle this beast, to stop Powell and the Fed from draining your money by printing more inflationary dollars, to simply give the hard-earned fruits of your labors to the federal bureaucrats. Did the, did the, I'm going to come back to that in a second, how this always get engaged. Did the, did the emerging world that had the resources in South Africa and Durban, South Africa, many of whom are mortal enemies and actually being driven by our mortal enemies, did they not say kind of the same thing, that the elites in the United States are out of control of this government spending and killing the purchasing power of the, the, the currency that is the U.S. dollar, and we've had enough of it, and we're going to figure out we can't stop at day one from being prime reserve currency, but this de-dollarization effort, we will figure out how to trade amongst ourselves, and that's why Saudi Arabia and UAE is so important. Now they've got over 50% of world oil production that they're saying, hey, maybe the deplorables have to live with this, maybe MAGA has to live with this, maybe the average citizen in the United States, but we get a vote too, and we can't do it perfectly day one, but we're going to try to get off the system, Richard Stern. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. In about a generation, the dollar has lost almost a third of its global reserve status. Uh, and, and part of that is exactly what you're talking about, which is that people look around the globe. They understand that what the federal government has been doing is this racket. When instead of maintaining the dollar as a real, reliable store of account, as a medium of exchange that means something, it's just their plaything. They view it as something that's at their leisure, a secret backdoor way to tax you. So they don't have the, the spine to come out directly and ask for a tax increase. They just quietly impose an inflation tax through printing money on the back end. And you're right. Everyone sees what's going on. You know, when the ruble got gold backed right after the invasion of Ukraine, it jumped almost 60 percent in value. That's what a well-run currency looks like. And that's the Russian ruble, which is by no means a well-run currency. Why do we get off the gold standard here? Why have we let the Fed pick something arbitrary like a 2% inflation target or create as trillions of dollars in the last few years to finance federal deficits is exactly what you're talking about. It's an effort designed specifically to destroy the U.S. dollar and all of our life savings along with it. We, we had you on here a number of times. By the way, we're going to hold you through the break, so we got a couple of minutes here. But we had you on here a lot in the debt ceiling debate, and you laid out a logical, you know, Russ Vogt had an idea, you had an idea, they, they weren't totally aligned, but they were close enough, and, and, but directionally they were perfect. Why did the, after all of our efforts, and, and the House Republican leadership is smart enough, why did they not accept those types of proposals at the time and, and, and lance the boil then, that now come back, and after all this phony happy talk they gave us on appropriations, you know what's going to happen 
immediately after September when they return is because this audience has lit these guys up, men and women up back at town halls, that they now grow, grow a spine. Why didn't they listen to us at the time? What was it that you said, Richard Stern, that they could not understand, sir? You know, so at the end of the day, government money, the illusion that the government can give you free stuff and not come at the expense of everybody else, it's a cheap drug, but it's a drug that addicts most of congressional leadership. And I think that's what happened fundamentally. If you look at what congressional leadership offered up, the difference between what they offered and what they actually accepted in the Fiscal Responsibility Act, which is no cuts of spending whatsoever, you're talking about a couple percentage points of the overall federal budget. They don't really understand. They don't have the fire in the belly. They don't really get it at the level that we do, that those dollars are stolen from Americans. The reason why we have had a generation or more of a sense of economic malaise, of falling incomes, of a lack of ability of Americans to build for the futures, to buy their first home, to go to college, it's because of the government slowly tightening the noose, slowly strangling the economy. And it's very much through spending. It's very much through printing new money at the Fed. And congressional leadership, for whatever reason, just can't bring themselves to see it. They get off too much on being able to go to their constituents and say, hey, I got you a billion-dollar grant here, a billion-dollar grant there. They view it as a way to buy cheap votes. They are just unwilling to see the generational destruction they are doing with this wanton abuse of the federal government to just steal whatever it wants from us whenever they want it. If uh, Richard's going to stay with us, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to turn to this topic and, and how not just how we got here, but how do we start getting out, starting with the House and this audience? Remember, you are a central part of this drama right now. You're actually the the the, the lever we have, Heraclitus's lever. That's you. Uh, and this is what we have to use. To Richard's point about the malaise and how it's affected now so much of the country, this is why rich men north of Richmond is such a massive hit. It's a massive hit because it touches people where they live, regardless of their political, heretofore political affiliation. This is why they have to stop Trump, because of this populist nationalist movement. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. One of the individuals that had it right from the beginning, uh, but was not listened to by House leadership, Richard Stern over at Heritage, the director of the Budget Center, is going to join us after a short commercial break. As central banks and countries like China, India, Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same for the United States of America. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make. Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans reach out to Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. Gold held tax-sheltered in a retirement account. Remember, gold held in your tax-sheltered retirement account. Learn if gold is right for you. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 298-9898. That's Bannon. 
888-998-9898. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold has been helping my listeners and viewers from the very beginning of the show. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold because of a central bank digital currency becomes reality. It'll be nice to have some gold to depend on. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Demarsha, I need to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. End of the dollar empire. We've been putting this out now for, I think, almost two years, over a year and a half. Three-part series. Uh, and we did a precee just on Durban, so that you can just do a quick read of that. But tomorrow I'm going to get into even more um, depth of this, and particularly how it's going to impact everybody individually. So go to birchgold.com today. Make sure you get it. Make sure you read it. Uh, if you get a chance, ask Philip Patrick and the guys over there just a simple question. Why are the world's central banks outside of the Federal Reserve? Why are the world's central banks buying gold uh, at record levels in 22 and 23? Uh, and what, what is the lesson to take away from what Richard Stern just said about the ruble? Ruble, not a particularly stable uh, currency, particularly when we went to war against their central bank. We swept the reserves. Remember the economic warfare at the beginning of, the, of this ill-thought-through Ukraine adventure? This escalation adventure that's killed all these brave, courageous Ukrainians and this charnel house that is the eastern, uh, the eastern Russian-speaking Ukraine. We're going to get to that in a second because Heritage and, and Richard Stern were writing on that too. Make sure you go to Birch Gold. I want everybody to get that. You, you must understand. And by the way, if you're one of the people as a kid that had math with tears, if you're one of the ones that as soon as you say economics is too complicated, it's not too complicated. We're going to make it accessible. And once you're armed with this, then you can sit there. This happened a couple of weeks ago at a town hall with one of the politicians. The guy stood up there and says, well, you know, we had, the, we had the credit card tapped out, and then we had to raise the credit card. He got eviscerated. That level of happy talk is not going to cut it anymore because this audience is getting so savvy. Richard, here's the question. We talk about crowding out. Tell me what we're going to do, brother. You, you, you run the budget center. You've had a balanced budget you put forward. But right now they're telling us because – in the slowing little bit of the economy, the tax revenues are not quite keeping up. The deficits, because the spending's there, and they're asking for a supplemental in Ukraine, all this other madness. The, the deficits are gotten locked in now at a trillion and a half to two trillion dollars. So tell me, what's the way out of here? How do, we, how do we cut and chop our way to this? Because you just can't continue. If you continue to just print money and let the Federal Reserve do it, the BRICs are only going to get more powerful or more adamant that they don't want any more of the uh, – they, they can't take any more of these Federal Reserve notes. they got to come up with something different because you're killing their purchasing power. And maybe the citizens of the United States got to suck on it, but they don't, sir. Uh, absolutely. So, you know, at the end of the day, everyone, everyone in D.C. loves to talk about how we need incremental changes, and you can only get incremental changes done. That's pure crap. At the end of the day, whatever the voters want, that's what ultimately happens in D.C. We have seen fundamental changes in this country before because the American people have stood up at large en masse and said, enough is enough. We won't tolerate this. We know what justice looks like. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. And this is wrong. We need that again today. At the end of the day, these deficits are only as locked in as Congress is willing to let them sit there. So I think the supplemental is a perfect example of this. And you brought this up. We have spent months and months this year fighting 
like dogs and cats, over trying to keep down spending levels. And at the moment, the best we've been able to get a tentative agreement on is maybe, maybe $12 billion in cuts for the whole year. This supplemental request, Biden's put up $40 billion, wipes that away overnight. Now, Heritage has been leading the fight against a, a, a supplemental bill. They've been leading the fight, as you're talking about, that this is more wasted money, that this is more thoughtless money that's mostly going to get captured by NGOs that pay for abortions, that fund trafficking of humans and drugs across the border. A lot of it is going to go to the pension accounts of government workers in Ukraine. Most of the, even the quote-unquote Ukraine money in the supplemental isn't even military money, let alone absolutely the point you've made that Dr. Kevin Roberts, President of Heritage Foundations, talked about, which is the adventurism of this war, that there's no plan, that we're on the verge of an endless war. So this is the perfect opportunity. If we can stop this, this new wanton abuse and theft of money from Americans through this so-called supplemental, that can be the first nail in the coffin to have a real conversation in D.C. about overall spending levels to make sure that the government doesn't just view every household budget as its own piggy bank. At the end of the day, that's what needs to get changed. But if we can get the American people together to stand lockstep and look at the government and say, that is my money, it is representative of my hard work, we'll stop this. Perfect. Uh, that's perfect. As always. Before I'm going to play this little spot you guys have together, but uh, don't bury your lead. I want you to go back and hit the rewind. All this fighting we're hearing and all this, you know, they told us in the appropriation process is all going to be better. And all the people who voted for it looked into the camera and said, no, we're going to get them. We're going to get them the next time in the appropriations process. We got this. Don't worry about it. There'll be no CR. There'll be no omnibus. We'll get it in regular order. In the entire fighting they've had, what is the total amount of agreed? By the way, this is in a $6.8 trillion budget, a $6.8 trillion budget. Brother Stern, how much money have they actually agreed both sides to cut? $12 billion at best. That tells you the whole story right there. This, the, well, it just shows you. It's all performative. It's all performative. The whole thing's performative. And you're right. The American people have to stand up and just say, we've had enough. Of it. Let's play this, let's play this uh, spot that Heritage has put together. Congress is considering a proposal to send even more of your hard-earned money to Ukraine. And here's the worst part. They're holding hostage disaster relief money for Americans until they get their way. That's just plain wrong. Your family's contribution already totals roughly $900 for Ukraine. Until Joe Biden offers a plan to end the war, Congress shouldn't approve another cent. The Heritage Foundation is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Now, if you go back to the Keebler Elves the other night in Milwaukee, this is the thing that shocked him. I think it was only Vivek stood up and kind of made the War Room's point and Heritage's point. Or Nikki Haley, the fight for liberty, unlimited, you know, Joe Biden, unlimited money. We've put, what, I don't know, 140? You can't, you can't get an accounting, so you can't tell. What we do know is the best number. Mershammer's right. The great tragedy of this is not even the American part of financing the escalation, and that's tragic, and that's on us. That is on us. The tragedy of this is the courageous and brave, the best and the brightest of their generation in Ukraine that have been slaughtered in this. Remember, the New York Times reporting 500,000 overall casualties, 200,000 from the Ukraine side, 50,000 KIAs killed in action, 50,000 KIAs, more than we had in Vietnam in 18 months of war, 50,000 KIAs and 125 to 150,000 wounded, wounded. 
And if you've seen the medical conditions over there, there's some people in very bad shape. Richard Stern, your point is if you can't shut this down, forget it. The train, the train is so powerful, you'll never be able to slow it. I absolutely. But, you know, when we go back and look at the Fiscal Responsibility Act vote, that was, I think, the purest vote of what's going on in D.C. So three quarters of the House basically split between Republicans and Democrats came together and voted for that bill. Who's in that three quarters? It's the Uniparty that takes their orders from the D.C. cartel that's in bed with all of the actors you think about, the military industrial complex and everybody else who grifts and gets rich off the backs of taxpayers whose money is stolen to give them grants to the government. Who was the other just a quarter of the House that voted against it? On the left, it was actually the people who are what they say they are, the people who are socialists, who actually want to do their whole agenda. But it's not, frankly, bought and paid for. It's something they actually believe in, even though I think they're wrong. And on the Republican side, it was the Freedom Caucus. It was the people who believe in our God-given natural liberties, who believe in our constitutional republic, all of the things that made us a great country. You know, the National Review has attacked us on that $900 per household figure in the spot you just played. They attacked us by saying that that number is correct, but it's misleading because we actually have a debt that's over a quarter of a million dollars per household. What's their point? That we spend so much of your money on so many other things. Why care? And I think you're right. It's disgusting. Hundreds of thousands of people have died, and it's because we don't care in D.C. That's the tragedy of this. We care about about the cartel, feeding the cartel. Richard, where do people go? I want to make sure everybody, because coming back after Labor Day, there's going to be a firestorm, and this audience is going to be one of the main parts of this drama. I need everybody up to speed. So where do they go over at Heritage to get smart about uh, about the budget and about spending? Well, you can go right on our main page. We've got a few different line items for debt, one for budget and taxes. We've got all of that neatly put together. You can go to the Daily Signal. That's in our house newspaper publication. Uh, If you look up Rich A. Stern on Twitter, you'll find me and all my fun hot takes on things. And of course, you can read everything from my team as well on the budget uh, and everything that I put out as well. And we're always happy to be on your show and to talk with you and all of your great listeners and watchers, everybody who really is trying to save the country. Richard, fantastic. We got to do this as a unified project. Great courage. And people got to understand what, what Dr. Kevin Roberts has done over Heritage is nothing short of breathtaking. And the fact that because the pressure comes from these big, you know, the, the defense contractors, we're going to cut, giving you any money, we're going to work against you. So it's a profile and courage, sir. Thank you very much for doing this. Thank you. Um, they never want you, remember, they don't want ever talk about deficits. They don't want to talk about government spending. They don't want to talk about the slavery that it entails. They never want to talk about that. They don't because it enslaves you even more. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to go out with the song Unclouded Sky because you know what? You're in the war room, and it's a cloudless day here. Let's hit it. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. They tell me of a home far away. Oh, they tell me of a home far beyond the skies.
a home where my friends have gone. They tell me of a land far away where the tree of life in eternal bloom sheds its fragrance through the uncloudy days. Oh, the land of Do you ever get the feeling that something bad is about to happen soon? Well, I do. Between the distractions and the shiny toys and the smokescreens put up in the media, you probably won't see it coming. That's why it's smart to invest in emergency food right away. And by right away, I mean now. As they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Head to my website, preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. And you'll save 200 bucks on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious meal offerings, over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up before the panic sets in. Free shipping is automatic, and your order ships fast. Go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Immerse yourself in information. Do it today. And do it with the leader, My Patriot Supply. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay. Uh, by the way, remember, get the Birch Gold tomorrow morning. We're going to get into more detail. We, you know, we've had uh, summer. There are some people have been on vacation. Everybody's been keeping in touch with the show. This is this August. Think about it. Normally, which is downtime, has been intense. This is one of the most important weeks, I think. In recent political and uh, and geopolitical and economic history is what's happened just over the last couple of days. Um, and I need everybody up to date on it. You are a central – the reason this show is uh, so feared by some and, and so renowned by others is the impact of not us but of you. This is a show of activists, a show of people that are concerned about this republic uh, and uh, and we need you up to speed on everything. That's why every day we try to drill down. I know this show is not entertainment. A lot of it's tough. Some of the topics you sit there go, why is why is Bannon on top of this? Where there's a there's a a reason and a purpose in back of this of what we're trying to accomplish. Um. Also, and so make sure you go to Birch Gold slash Bannon and check that out. Make sure you go today. Be ready for tomorrow morning. Um. You know, I've had an opportunity since I was a young naval officer and then in uh, after B school with Goldman and my own firm and others, I've, I've had a great opportunity that wouldn't come normally to some blue collar kid out of Virginia to travel the world, whether that was to Asia and the military at uh, the Middle East in the military and then later all over the world. And I can tell you so many great countries and great people and just unbelievable settings, breathtaking cities, breathtaking um uh, uh, land, but the United States of America is unique, and and just the, the scale of it and the breadth of it. You go up to Maine and go up to uh, the coast of Maine and up to the woods of Maine and this kind of primeval uh, forest. You know, all the way to F- Florida. You look at the coming across uh, the great the northern plains. If you ever had a chance to drive across, you then get into the to the cross of Mississippi, the plain, but you get into the, the desert, the Great Basin, the desert that goes really from northern Mexico, for, from and then to Mexico and Arizona and California, all the way up through Nevada and Utah into Oregon. This this great 
really American Sahara, part of it in, in, in Mojave Valley. And then you've got the mountain, the Rocky Mountains, stunning. You saw today, we started off the show in, in Jackson Hole. The whole world, all these billionaires go there and the, all the world's central bankers, why do they go there? Just the stunning beauty of Wyoming. And you've got this on so many states and so many just absolutely incredible from the Gulf. And then we are blessed, and not just California, which is a stunning, unbelievable state. And I was such a, to be stationed there in the military down in San Diego, and then later to, to live there. And, and just the, the Golden State's the true Golden State. But then you've got Hawaii, and I had the opportunity of Pearl Harbor and being the Pacific Fleet. But the people and the setting and the beauty of it is, 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 is amazing. And in Hawaii, there's something about the people. They just have a, 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 a kindness and a niceness and a, a welcoming spirit. Uh, they're very proud of their heritage, very proud of their state. Uh, and, and what it means is, quite frankly, this is one of the reasons when Pearl Harbor was attacked, it was never any question. Although it wasn't even a state yet, it was just a territory. It was never any question that that was an attack on the United States of America and the people of the United States of America. I want to bring in Nolan Chang. Nolan, I, I got to tell you, and I'm like a dog with a bone now because there's something not right about what happened in Maui. And we are not conspiracy theorists here at all, never have been. We, we, whether it was the pandemic or the election, we put to forward evidence and we don't back off that ever. There's something not right. I can't get my hands around. There's something not right in Maui. There's just something not right now. And I want to focus on one thing. The Gateway Pundit had this story from local sources saying I think 2,000 kids were not back in the school system. The New York Times came out later because local authorities are saying there's 800 still missing. Somebody said the other day, some official, 1,100, which is close to our number. We keep saying 1,300 because that's also what some officials are saying. But we're now going into the third week of this. The New York Times has finally come out and said I think their number is 388. They're citing sources. You look at the destruction. You look at these drone sites. It looks like... I keep saying it, it looks like Tokyo after it was firebombed. And when I say Tokyo firebombed, before, this is before nuclear weapons. In '45, this was treetop level with napalm to create a tornadic activity and to blow a firestorm through Tokyo to try to take down the munitions factories. Before these guys even know that we had an atom bomb. At Dresden, where they did it a little higher level. So, Nolan, help me out. You've been down there for a week, and, and, and people don't know your background, your strategic planning... You're associated with the Navy for many, many decades, a very smart guy um, with a great love of Hawaii and Maui and the Hawaiian people. What is going on? How come how can we be in the third week? And we're still saying, is it 388? Is it 800? Is it 1100? And people keep asking, where are the kids? And when I see this Gateway Pundit story that says there's 2000 kids that have not shown back up to the Maui school district. Just why can't we get answers? Why can't there be an investigation. Why can people not be held accountable? But you see these guys kind of retiring or stepping down, but then they're hidden from public view. Nolan Chang, you've been there. Give us your assessment. Aloha, Steve. Thank you again for having me on the show. And so you asked me many questions and I'll, I'll try to address as many as I can. So I saw that number as well, 388 unaccounted for right now, as of today, from a little over 1,000 down to 388. And if that number is true, I'm happy. I mean, everyone who, all the people, all the relatives who have missing uh, relatives, uh, friends, uh, acquaintances, you know, if that number is true, then one of the things 
everybody wants is accountability and closure. I'm not yeah, so much more much more closure than accountability, but they want closure. And so I, I would imagine that all of those families have been contacted. Of course, they have to verify um, the family member to make sure that, that that's the person that has perished. And so, uh, again, let's go back to that number, 300 from over 1,000 down to 388 unaccounted for. If the number is true, wonderful. But the other question you asked me is, well, why aren't they coming out with how many children are amongst those that have been accounted for that are still alive? Now, our governor, if, if people haven't read that article, our governor is still saying that there's still only 115 people that have perished. Okay, so you do the math. First, there was 115 people perished, and as of today, only 388 of the 1,000 that were unaccounted for is unaccounted for now. So it went from 1,000 to 388 unaccounted for. But of all the people, okay, of all those numbers, 115 people are still listed as being deceased or perished. Everyone else of the 388 has been found, and, and good news. But... Uh, of the 388, or even the ones that have been found, how many are children? You would imagine, right? They would. They know that people are concerned about that number, and you keep talking about that, Steve. How many? What happened to the children? Uh, um, so, the, of the ones that are found, the ones that have perished. I think of the ones that have perished. Only one seven-year-old was identified, and everyone else was a little older. Of the 115, right, one child. But of the ones found, one of the ones that have been uh, located and proven to be alive. How many are children? People still want that answer. And so now you still have that 388 people, right, that uh, are unaccounted for. So they, according to the article I read this morning, they're about 97% done with the investigation. But still a lot of questions arise about the missing, about how many are children. And I saw another article, I think it came out yesterday, that uh, 2,000, this, let me back up, 3,000, there are 3,000 students amongst five high schools in the Lahaina area. And an article that came out yesterday said that of the 3,000 students, approximately 2,000, a little more than 2,000, have not come back to school yet. And so here, here are some, some questions I'm going to ask. Well, or reasons why they haven't come back yet. Uh, either they passed away in the disaster. They, in fact, I talked to a a resident, and uh, and she's a teacher at a church, and so she was telling me as well. Well, you know, because I asked that question. Well, they could have moved away to another island. They could have moved to the mainland. They could have moved to another school in Maui. They could be learning from home, right? I don't know if the schools, Sherry and I will check today, I don't know if the schools know where the students are and why they didn't come back. We're going to try and look into that. But still a huge question. And if that is true, some you would imagine that, I guess, maybe the parents don't want the kids. If they did take them out of the Lahaina School District, maybe one of the main reasons is there could be a lot of toxicity in that area. Maybe they don't want the children to have any thoughts of, of uh, the devastation that took place. Hey, 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 Nolan, no, no. Look, there could be, 
There could be, and there probably are many reasons. Here's my problem, and I want to go back to your 97% number. I just want to make sure we're clear for precise language because we're going to need this going forward. The investigation is not 97%. The recovery efforts in the in the damage area now at they're at ninety seven percent they've gone through ninety seven percent of the, of the of the damage area for recovery correct and and so they're yep. saying that the number is three eighty eight missing now they've gone through ninety seven percent what what they haven't explained or haven't explained thoroughly I don't think and maybe you know more than I can read or see is that. The difference between the original 1300 number, because that was the original number they put out, or the 1100 number, a number over 1000, in the 388, we don't really have a detailed breakdown of how it went from one to the other. You just don't. Because there's very little information about the 388 in the New York Times article, which was the most definitive. Also, th- that, that 2000, there's been no real effort. Like you said, they could be homeschooled, they could have taken them to another district, but you would think that the high schools or the school system would at least know some sort of, they're kind of like, oh, well, there are 2,000 that are not here. In, in this environment, that's going to tell people, say, that's going to have people say, whoa, what are you talking about? So are the authorities, because the governor, this is my problem. There seems to be more interest in suppressing information to get out to people than there is to actually get to the bottom of things and expose things and put information forward. Am I being too harsh in that regard? No way, not at all, because I'm boots on the ground, and we've talked to a lot of people in various sectors of the island. In fact, we're at dinner last night, and sitting right across of us uh, were a couple from Dallas, Texas, and so we were talking about that this issue, and... Um, before he came, before they came to, in fact, and they were saying that they, they were questioning whether they should come or not. Anyway, they did, and they're very, they said they've been very respectful of all the local people. They understand their grieving and so forth, so they've been trying to just keep to themselves, but yet, you know, enjoy them their vacation here. But anyway, but he had a lot of questions as well. Let me, that's my point. He had a lot of questions as well. And so even though these numbers have come out, and let me back up, the Star Advertiser, our main uh, publication newspaper here in, uh, in Hawaii, they came out with the same numbers. I checked the, the newspaper this morning. They came out with the same numbers as the New York Times. 388 are still unaccounted for. So they're all in sync uh, in, in regard to that number. But you're right. There's still a lot of questions about the, the students, right, that uh, have not come back to the high schools or the whatever elementary, middle school uh, a lot of questions about that. We still have questions about how many uh, children have perished. And th- that's that's so important. Uh, I mean, again, we no, want closure. No, no and hang, on any- hang, hang on one second. We're going to go to commercial break. We're going to come back about the closure and all of it because it's three levels. We don't know about the missing. You don't even really know about the dead. Uh, you don't know about the causes you don't know really about the damage. It's it's so much, and it seems to me that the priority is the keeping and suppressing of information. Other than, in, instead of getting to the truth, like we can't handle it, the people of Hawaii can't handle it, or Maui. Short break, Nolan Chang on the other side. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred. And fifty grand, and COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost 
$900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, we need you at the ramparts, and we need you at the ramparts when you're not worrying about your finances. The one thing that you have to understand, particularly listening to uh, Richard Stern earlier and, and Powell, is that uh, these interest rates are going to stay at this level or maybe even higher for a while. We're going to have stagflation. Your home, particularly if you have a lower mortgage than 8%, is uh, your kingdom. And make sure nobody can mess with it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Under no circumstances can you get the exploding uh, segment of cybercrime to visit it on yourself. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Make sure that no one can mess with your title and take out some hard money loan or get some hard money loan lender to lend it exorbitant interest rates. And then you're stuck. Remember, 90% of the American people's net worth is tied up in their home. So make sure that you take care of yours today. And this is not title insurance. It's totally different. That's to make sure that the that the title's correct. This is to make sure nobody can get their hands on it, and particularly in the cyber nature, hometitlelock.com, because these guys are getting smart and more sophisticated every day. Okay, Nolan Chang. Um, it, the, the local folks, because there's grieving there. Look, this thing was in paradise. It came out of nowhere. You know, and this is one of the reasons we keep telling people about preparedness. This place is truly a paradise. Not only just the beauty of it, also the beauty of the people. That's what makes it so unique. It came out of nowhere. And you, now you're reading the stories. We're getting more into this tomorrow, maybe Nolan, or next week. But the stories about the blocked roads and people that played by the rules perish and those that said, I can't take this anymore. They, they, it's, it's so heart-rendering. My question to you is because the New York Times is always, whether it's Washington, D.C. or Honolulu, it's always the same. They're the, they're the mouthpiece for the apparatus. They get leaks from government officials that want to drive narrative. Do the people on the ground, do the good citizens of Maui, and particularly those folks that have been there for generations, do they believe the 388 number, sir? So I'll start off answering that question by saying that for the posse who have seen me speak before, I speak with a lot more passion, but I'm subdued today only because I just heard about that number maybe an hour or two hours ago. And so I'm kind of taken aback. And what? So that's a number. Uh, and you have to respect that for now. You know, I, I kind of respect that number because I can't refute it yet. And neither of any, whoever of the residents here in Hawaii see that number, they're going to be skeptical. But you can't really refute it yet until, until we do more investigation. Does that make sense, Steve? 
That's what yeah, I'll but do I just want to make sure right people now. know because you're, you know you're a smart, straightforward guy. You ensure you come to all the conferences. Yeah. You people are the super high quality. You were shocked when we got you the piece because you're there on the ground, and the numbers either been eight hundred or then it's eleven hundred right. or thirteen hundred. There's been some number, and there's a gap between the hundred fourteen actual bodies or parts of bodies they have. They've only identified parts of those, but that gap was hundreds, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, three eighty eight. So right. you're saying that's where you're kind of stunned about this and haven't had a chance to talk to people, correct? Okay, yeah. So now let me say this. I'm going to start kicking it up again, a little, use a little more passion. But of the people I talked to the last few days, I mean, yeah, the, the, the people who I are very calm, cool, we have love and care for everything, everybody. But uh, before that number came out today, a few days, for the past few days, right, I mean, people are very angry, very frustrated, very passionate about uh, seeking truth, seeking accountability and closure, very animated, very upset. Let's put it that way. So, uh, and I know people that are talking about starting marches, whether that number is correct or not, whether it goes down to zero, because still there's so much question, there's so many questions like we just talked about in that first segment, right? So many questions, so many things that are unanswered, so many things that don't add up. When you look at some of the, the footage, and clips of people talking about bodies they've seen, animals they've seen that are charred. They weren't, in, they weren't ashes, like the police chief said. These, are, these bodies were intact. You see couples and, and families hugging each other while they're being burned to death. Uh, you know, those, those images won't go away, even though they came out with that number. So to be honest with you, I don't, I don't trust that number. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I don't trust that number until they give us more proof. Who are the ones that were accounted for? Give us their names so we can do some research. They could be lying to us. We don't know. Who are the ones that are on it? Okay, so they said they came out with a list of the unaccounted uh, individuals because they want other people to identify them, right? If they know them, uh, say something. Maybe they are. Maybe they moved to the mainland or something. We, we don't know. But be more definitive. You know, they give you information, yes. but still you have a thousand questions no. to ask. Okay. It's the reason you're 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 an absolute hammer. You're obviously a super nice guy, but you're relentless. Nolan, we got to bounce. Social media. How do people follow you? If you follow me on Chanda Getter, Chanda twenty one, Getter Chanda twenty one, C H A N D A twenty one. And by the way, I was with um, Jason Jones yesterday. He belongs to the Knights of the Columbus Knights of Columbus, and uh, he's raising. I mean, he's importantly he is uh, paying for some of the funerals. His organization, Steve, are paying for many of the yeah. funerals. And uh, maybe well, tomorrow, if I come back on, I'll give you his we'll get, uh, website address. Well, yeah, and, 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 we'll, and we'll get we'll get Jason up. We'll put it up. Uh, Mo and Grace will put it up in the chat. Uh, Nolan, until tomorrow, thank you very much. Great reporting. Yep. Aloha. Thank you for having us. Citizen journalist right there. Thanks, brother. What a, what a hammer. Okay, I'm going to leave. We're going to be here 6 o'clock. At top of the hour, Jim Hoff's going to join me explosive news coming out of Georgia. You got to stick around for this. We're going to leave Mike Lindell. I'm going to turn it over to Mike Lindell. This is something we did yesterday. It's so good. We're going to play it again. Stick around after that. We're going to be back with Jim Hoft in the six o'clock hour. Don't miss it. Well, it's a big announcement. The MyPillow towels are back. You all requested to bring them back. It's been almost two months, and here they are. We got all the new colors in. This is the first announcement to the war room. Uh, go to MyPillow.com. Go down. We put our first right there on the war room specials. Uh, you save 50% today 
on the towels. And remember, we have all the other specials still there for the War Room Posse. And use that promo code WARROOM, mypillow.com. Remember, these towels actually work. They actually are soft and they absorb. So towels that work, I say, what a concept. And uh, I'm very excited, Steve, because I've been, we've been waiting quite a while. All the other... Uh, all the other I, products I, there. We have the Giza Dream Sheets, the My Pillow 2.0. We got the My Slippers. That's still twenty five dollars. That we're clearing them out. The rest at uh, the rest of those and the and the sandals for nineteen uh, ninety eight or something like that. All these specials. My Pillow blankets. The new My Pillow mattress. Everybody, you've never slept on a mattress. So you slept on My Pillow's mattress. Best mattress I believe in history. And um, so, so many things, the MyPillow bed toppers, dog beds, dog blankets. We've got over 200 products, Steve. We're very excited that uh, the towels are in and all these other new products that are coming that came in today, too. So go check it out at MyPillow.com under the War Room Square. You'll see Steve there. All these uh, products, especially for War Room veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 